This is Just Talking Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talking Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. I don't know this till like right now. Seriously. Obviously, if y'all didn't listen, we, we never write this out. Hey, what's up, what's up, it's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast, Just Talk With Sam Podcast, man, we got a great one for you guys today, I get a chance, I know in the world of social distancing and not leaving the house and staying at home, it's tough to find things on Netflix, and one of the cool things I got a chance to find out on Netflix is a new comedy special, it's called Fat Ballerina, and that brings my guest, Mr. David A. Arnold, he is the comedian, the writer, producer, he's everything with Fat Ballerina right now on Netflix. And I get a chance to sit down and chop it up with him uh, Talk about comedy, talk about life, talk about what went into the special Then again, you know, you kind of open up with the man himself And especially during this time of uh, Corona and all of this other good stuff It was a great distraction of what's going on to sit down and watch this show on Netflix So, um, we don't chop it up with him we don't get into all of that, but before we jump into this excellent interview of this week's podcast, man, we got to pay some bills. First way to do that is go to the podcast, the podcast is, or the podcast webpage. Everything about the Just Talk to Sam podcast can be found at our website at samshownation.com. Yes, samshownation.com is your home for everything related to the Just Talk to Sam page and right there on the home page and current promotions page there is a donate button yes hit that donate button who am i kidding this has always been a crowdsourced podcast now i know corona time everybody and their brother got content well we've been doing this for the last 10 years and in the last 10 years we have been doing this we have i will say this you guys have been looking out this has always been a crowdsourced podcast this has always been a podcast and when everything was funded by you guys to keep the free funny free so only thing we actually do is you go to samsonation.com you hit that donate button on the home page and current promotions page please go ahead give whatever shekels you want to give give whatever makes you feel like a good person but maybe you want a little bang for your buck maybe you want a little 
you know, a little bit, you know, like a receipt. You show you love, I guess. You can always go to samshownation.com. You get a store link. And by hitting the store link, you, yes, you, you can go ahead and get all your Just Talking With Sam swag right there. Whether that be t-shirts, whether that be hats, whether that be stickers. It's all right there. So please go ahead, you know, fund it right there. And show the world that you rock with this podcast. Speaking of the podcast, you can always go to samshownation.com. You get the podcast link. And by hitting that podcast link, you can catch up on all of your favorite podcast right then and there uh, maybe you want to hear it again maybe you know in this time where you, you got a little bit more time you can go back and listen to a few classics you can go back and listen to a few again they're all right there but maybe you listen to podcasts a little differently we're available on google play spotify stitcher tune in um pretty much wherever podcasts can be heard including the granddaddy of them all apple podcast.com normal apple people you got a little bit more time please subscribe rate and review the podcast right then and there by subscribing rating and review the podcast you can go ahead and pass the message on you can just say hey i really like that interview with david a arnold or hey sam shut up um let david talk a little bit more you know give him five and you can give me five stars on each one of those so please go ahead do it that away and um all my apple people so that you know that's your homework assignment um we got a few sponsors this week the first sponsors are from the good folks at reebok and the good folks at reebok would like it if you did two things stay home and stay fit if you go to samshownation.com you hit the reebok link the gift of grit they are offering three months of free training they want you to crush cabin fever your health and fitness is their priority and that's why they're teaming up with adidas to give a 90-day free premium membership unlocking features functions in both of would it be reebok and adidas they teamed up and they're giving you training apps you can power through this together three months free with their um i guess is reebok and adidas training program and along with this it's called runtastic now i got a chance to kind of play around with the app a little bit i didn't really get into it a lot but by doing that is all you need you can stay fit from home it's personalized training plans designed for your needs and goals whether you want to strengthen your core push your tone push your whole body really push your fitness to the next level they're giving you every step along the way so by using a premium membership with um that you would normally get with reebok you can go ahead and you can get three free months of free training while you're in the house you know you can tone up you can look good for when it's time for you to come out you know with the whole corona thing then on top of that if you go to samshownation.com you click that reebok link after you signed up you can look good doing it and they have a special going on this week yeah starting this week man if you go to samshownation.com you click the reebok gift the grip button you can get 60 percent off all apparel at reebok yeah all your workout gear if you want to do it if you need some new shorts if you need some a shirt uh um ladies if you need a new training bra you need the um leggings y'all like them leggings it's all right there the only thing you need to do is put in the promo code app app 60 app 60 at checkout you get 60 percent off all apparel styles at reebok 
hurry up because this is a limited time offer. So please, while you get the app, you're working out at home, you can look good doing it. So please go to samshownation.com. You click the gift of grit link, uh, gift of grit link. And by doing that, you can get your, uh, 60% off all your apparel with the promo code app60 at checkout. The next sponsor is the good folks at Walmart. Look, I know it's tough. Um, you're in the house, you're chilling, but you probably run low on a few essentials. Maybe you need some cleaning supplies. Maybe I don't know toilet paper if you didn't stock up. Maybe you just need some of the just just, just stuff around the house. Maybe you took them this time, taking this time to clean. You you're you're running low on some stuff. Walmart got you covered. One thing we ask you to do to avoid the crazy, to avoid the lines and coronavirus and prioritizing your health and not getting out there and dealing with these crazies, do what I always do. Order online. This is what you do. You go to samshownation.com. You click the Walmart link. When you click the Walmart link, order as you would normally do. And then you can pick up from your friendly neighborhood Walmart. If you can stay home. Have them send it to you. But if it's something you need right now, click the order from your friendly neighborhood Walmart. They will send you a link or send you an email. Sorry. They will send you a text, whatever you prefer, to say, hey, your order's ready. Come to your friendly neighborhood Walmart and pick it up. You ain't even got to you ain't even gotta talk to nobody. You ain't got to be in there. You could, if something, depending on Walmart, they'll bring it out to your car. You ain't even got to do all of that. So... You ain't got to go out there. You ain't got to deal with these folks. It's crazy out here. Stay home. Stay safe. Walmart got you covered. So whatever you need from right then and there, it's all right there. So please go to samshownation.com. Click the Walmart link and get the essentials that you need with the savings that you love. And lastly, certainly not leastly, the big dog, Amazon.com. Yes, Amazon. Dot com. Amazon has everything from A to Z. And when you're staying in, Amazon Prime, I'm a Prime member. I have been streaming some of the top movies. I finished um, Hunters. Um, I've, I've just finished Hunters. Was I, obviously I was all I, before Corona. I was down with Jack Ryan, and I've been watching some of the original series. Um, like I said, Hunters. Um, making the cut is kind of growing on me. I kind of like ducked in just to see what that is. And Pale Horse. I gotta be honest. Oh, and The Boys. Let me let me break down The Boys. The Boys was good. I, I um both of those was great. Um, so that's how I'm spending my time. When I'm on Amazon, um, the next movie I'm probably gonna try is the uh, I don't know, man. I, it's a couple to choose from. They got a couple classics, and they have the um, the in theater purchases. Like one of the best things I like to do is go to the movies. However, can't exactly do that, but they do. Amazon does have the in theater purchases. Watch Onward with the Kid. They have Call of the Wild. They have Bloodshot with Ben Diesel. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog is there. Uh, regrettably, I watched The Hunt. I'll give my uh, take on that later. 
watched Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn. So it's a lot of good ones there. Um, and you can get it right there on Prime. But the best way to do it is go to samshownation.com. You click that Amazon banner on the homepage of current promotions page. You can stay in, you can be safe, you can watch some movies. So please click the banner on the homepage, current promotions page, amazon.com. They got everything from A to Z. So speaking of um, something that I got a chance to watch, I want to play a clip from my guest, Fat Ballerina. But Mr. David A. Arnold, then we'll chop it up with a little um, classic stand-up. Because I don't want to give up too much stuff from the uh, special. I still want you all to see it on Netflix. It's called Fat Ballerina. And then from there, we'll jump into this interview. And um, so here we go. Some of the hits from my man, David A. Arnold. See you in a few. You understand what come with being number one? Extra ass come with being number one. And I don't care what you number one in. If you do right now that's the number one FedEx delivery man in his zone it's a woman somewhere turned on by his punctuality you understand movie night is when you gotta watch a movie with your wife or your girl or whatever you're doing and basically it's some shit you don't want to see but you gotta do it you understand because it keeps the peace you understand and the thing about it is you gotta start the movie at 730 because if you started any later than that, she's going to fall asleep. <laughs> then I'm left up watching Eat, Love, Ass, whatever the hell. <laughs> this, this, this is movie night in everybody's house all the way around the country, I promise. Never mind, just forget it. Just watch a movie. I don't want to see this movie. Fine, you know what? I'll just be parched. Never mind. Damn! And you go! You know why you go? Because I want ass at the end of the night. That's why. Because you gotta understand something. When you marry, the only thing you have left is the possibilities of some ass at the end of the night. But in order to qualify for the ass, you gotta be good all day to walk in the room with a 50-50 shot. You understand? So I go! Come on! 
I said all the way down and said, I swear to God, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to get to Jesus. I'm going to put a water cooler next to your bed. I swear to God. <laughs> you get the water, you come back upstairs, and on the wall is all the pictures of your life. The day you met, when you got married, kids. And then when you get to the top, you don't resent her as much as you did going down. So you think to yourself, I'm going to try to salvage this night, get my attitude to go up together, maybe I can have some ass. You turn the corner, hand her the water, and there she is. <laughs> Mother of ass, you know what I mean? Hello? Hello, David? Hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? It's Sam from Just Talk With Sam Podcast, man. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your day. We know it's Corona time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got us out here. People acting like they struggling. Oh, for sure, man. I'm doing a lot of stuff, and I'm doing this. It's a little new. I'm I'm at I'm at the house normally, but I had to do things a little different. That's the WhatsApp, man. If you if you ready to go, we could just start this podcast right now. Let's do it. How long you want to talk? Um, I ain't gonna eat up your whole day. Fifteen twenty minutes. All right, let's do it. All right, let's jump into it. You already on. Um, we just gonna have to fix a little of this conversation editing. Um, but it is what it is. Hey, David, thank you so much for um just for being on the podcast, especially like we were saying. And um, I want to give you a very special thank you because you helped me out during the whole social distancing, stay home thing. I got a chance to check right. out your Netflix special. Oh, dope, man. Thank you, man. Uh, uh, I appreciate you watching. Like, it, 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 I got to be honest with you. It's worked out for me <laughs> because everybody is locked up and they can't do shit. So it's like I might as well watch this special. <laughs> and it has gotten more play and more uh it's got more play and more following because of it. So I'm glad that I'm able to offer a little comedy during this time when I know everybody's out here tripping. Yeah, and quite honestly, it was we did it in this order. We had to do the um take turns thing because I'm watching it right. you know, I had to watch my wife thing, then I had to watch your thing, and I had to watch nothing against it, the Madam C J Walker movie yes. slash miniseries it was good we're not knocking it it's just yes. but there was like this undercurrent and she hates when we watch movies together that i picked that i picked out pretty much okay that move that should have been called if you got a dick you're wrong that's just what <laughs> every scene if there was a dude yes. that just showed up he's automatically the bad guy even the good guy from the last scene <laughs> he automatically ain't shit. He need it. Well, you know what? You know that's the. It's so funny you say that because like me and one of my boys was talking like that is the climate that we are in right now, where men ain't shit. You know we don't need them. You know, and I think who did that movie? I, I think uh who who produced that movie? Was that Ava? No, I'm not. I don't think she. No, did that. I don't, I don't know about sure. that. I know. I gotta go back through it. I just know that was the line, that was the through line of the movie where yes. I was I was watching it and I was just kind of like all right this is a cool story I get it I get it I get oh here we go like every second you go. can feel it yeah, shit again yeah but that's the complete opposite of what my stand up special is so exactly and that's yeah. what I was getting to it's a long <laughs> tale because I watched this, I watched uh, Fat Ballerina and I was just like yeah almost like 
it was a good special. I stood up and applauded at some jokes. Where I just kind of, I want to spoil it. I stood up and applauded because it it hit so true to life. Because I'm dealing with it with my wife and kid. And I'm just like, yeah! Uh, Sorry, 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 (laughs) buddy. That just sat out. How your wife was your did your wife watch it with you or she didn't? Yes, she did. And there was a lot of yeah, that's funny. It was like it was like suppressed laughter because it was just like yeah, it's it's funny, but I'm making the point about her, so it's just like yeah, we can't be doing that out here. But she enjoyed it as well. (laughs) Okay, that's good. You know what, man? This is what's funny. Like, here's the thing. I I grew up with you know i grew up in a situation where there was times where we had money problems so i thought that if you took care of money issues if you didn't have that you know then you wouldn't have no problems at your house and in your marriage and i can tell you right now that don't mean shit like you can have money and still have problems there's always going to be some problems marriage is not you know that shit ain't for the weak it ain't you gotta you gotta know that you know, me and my wife in here right now uh, locked up with each other, and we are doing our best to make sure that we make this and make it out of this bitch still married. Because it ain't easy. It ain't easy spending all day, every day with the person that you're in a relationship with. That shit is very hard. So, for me, all my stand-up comes from a real place. And some people gonna love it, and some people gonna like it. Now, what's, I mean, some people gonna hate it. What's crazy is, most of the time, most of the fan base and the people who I get response from have been all women. Women have that's jumped on and been like, right, that's us. That is so me. You can't be telling all our secrets, David. But see, I grew up with all women. I'm the only boy. I got three sisters. I got a wife and two daughters. I've only been around women my whole life. So I've seen them up close and personal. So I know that everything I'm saying is true. Whether they like it or not, it don't make no difference. So <laughs> no, and I understand it, that. I I I can I can understand that, but it's always and I and you know I have to ask when they say that's so me or that's so how I act. They don't do it openly, yeah. do they? Pull you aside? Well, no. I mean, like 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 if I'm at the show, if I'm when I'm on the, at the show and I do meet and greets after my shows when I'm on tour, husband and wives couples come up to me all the time. And some women will go, you got my husband in here cracking up, telling all my secrets. And my husband will go, that's, the husband will be like, that's so hard. And then I've had women just flat out say, yeah, that's me. You got me down. My husband say I'm like this all the time. Or even on social media, women will hit me up and just be like, you got us down to a science. So it's like, I, I, I know, here's the thing about stand-up. When you do with a... I'm not asking nobody's opinion and what they think. I'm telling them what I've seen and what I've experienced. Some people gonna love it and some people not. But the point of what the great part about it is, it's being it, the response to it has been fantastic. It's been incredible, and I love that. Now I'm glad you brought that up because when you talk about social media, like I follow you on social media, and yeah. you are doing things and you incorporate your family into it now. Well, I won't say now. You all, you kind of been doing that for some time. Always. How yeah. how yeah. is it where it's sort of like you kind of got to coach them through it? Sometimes you're the butt of the no. joke. Sometimes they are. I mean, well, no. Like I got to be honest with you. Like if anybody who watched, I've been doing stand up for twenty four years. A lot of people have just now getting to meet me, getting introduced to me because of either social media or because of my Netflix special. But if you go back and you look at my stand up. 
my stand-up has always been about my family. It's always been about relationships. It's always been about kids, either my, either my kids or my life as a kid. So, like, that's always been my wheelhouse. So when I started doing social media about 18 months ago, I decided to really use social media as a way to bring awareness to my stand-up and to bring awareness to my brand of comedy. And I had 1,600 followers. Today, I got over 600,000 in less than 18 months. And it's because everything that I do just became real. It just became like, it just became like my life. I, I've always been in my life. If you watch my stand-up, it's been in my life. So when I started doing social media, this is my life and it's organically the next place to go, which is where my wife and kids are. And they, they're, I mean, it's all, we have fun together. It's always been fun with us because you know, we just messing around having fun. So we've gotten better at it. My kids know how to turn it on. They know how to be a little sassy and talk a little trash. My wife is good and she's gotten better at finding her voice in this space. But it's not, none of it is really scripted unless you see us doing like a scripted sketch that we wrote and did. Most of it is just mm -hmm. us in the moment. And that's just how we are. It's a glimpse of inside of our life of what it is. So, and that shit is, when I tell you it's working, it's unbelievable the response that we got about this. I don't know how many people, if you follow me, I'm at the David A. Arnold. You can follow me on Instagram or David A. Arnold on Facebook across the board. But man, it has brought an awareness to my, to my brand of comedy that wasn't there 18 months ago, which is, which I find is dope. But one of the cool things about your brand of comedy, it, it has, throughout your career has mutated a little bit where it's not just you as a stand-up or you on the producing right. side or you on social media right. but you're a hell of a writer too i mean like oh. i mean just looking at some of the stuff you were a part of such as the tyler perry stuff the ricky stop uh ricky smiley stuff real husband of hollywood i love that show so how does oh, thanks, that translate from where you kind of got to pick well, did you know you wanted to be a writer? How did you end up becoming a writer? Never thought about writing ever in my life. The only thing I ever wanted to do was do stand-up. Like, I wanted to be a comedian. I, when I moved here, I moved here uh, out of Maryland after being in the Navy. And I moved here with literally two trash bags of clothes and two addresses to two comedy clubs. And I just knew I wanted to be a comedian. I didn't know anybody. Nobody gave me no advice. And I just started uh, doing stand-up. And, you know, about 10 years in, I was doing a, um, I was doing a, um, a show for to Tony Rock. And I met a guy named Anthony Hill. And me and him, just, we, just, we just vibe. Anthony is a writer. And we just vibe. And I was doing punch-up and, and all this stuff for this TV show. And he's like, man, you should write. And I was like, I do write. I'm writing right now. You know, but he's <laughs> like, no, I mean, like, scripts and yada, yada, yada. And I had written some short films back in 2005 for myself and what I didn't realize is when I wrote those short films that I was teaching myself how to write scripted narrative stuff and so he ended up getting a job uh, as the head writer for Tyler Perry's House of Pain and Meet the Browns and he emailed me and asked me you know called me and asked me would I like to come to Atlanta and write this show for him and I was like I mean I don't know what, what, what how much is it and when they told me how much I said okay so what you need me to do <laughs> and that and that started. I went down there, ended up being down there for three years. I wrote House of Pain and Meet the Browns for Tyler Perry. Then I wrote Ricky Smiley's show for him. Then I ended up writing Real Husbands of Hollywood. Uh, and it's just ballooned. Kelsey Grammer and Martin Lawrence. I did a TV show for them called Partners on FX. 
Um, I just got finished uh, two two seasons on the Emmy-nominated show called Fuller House, which is on Netflix. It's a spinoff of Fuller House from the 90s show. I have a show on BET Plus right now going into its second season. That's called Bigger. And I'm writing a Nickelodeon show literally right now while me and you are talking. I just stopped writing that script so I can do this with you. So, like, it's just I, I organically fell into it by accident. And it's just... And now, you know, it's just one of those muscles that I have. So when I'm developing and creating my own stuff, I know how things work behind the cameras as a television producer as well now. So that's kind of dealt for me. Now, one of the cool things about uh, writing, I always love asking writers this question because it's not just about you, especially since you wear the hats of writers slash stand-up. How do you write for someone, I guess, quote-unquote, against type? And you got to kind of convince them, hey, this is what you want to say, even though pretty much everything in your career said something different. Like, um, and, I'm, and I'm using this as an example. Um, okay. From what I know about Robin Thicke before Real Husbands of Hollywood, yeah. he was yeah. like a, for lack of a better term, like Lothario type of heartthrob R&B guy. But he was kind right. of the, I don't want to say... Funny guy punching bed. He was he was something yeah, against type. Yeah, he's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how do you convince that to happen, or has there been any pushback or anything like that? Sometimes you get pushback from people when you want to see them do other stuff, and they go, oh, "I don't want to do that." And you can't make nobody do nothing they don't want to do. But what you will find is most people, what you, the public, know people to be actors and singers and people, whatever you know them to be, most of the time they want to do something different than what they're known to be. So, like, if he's known as the heartbeat, you want to be funny. You don't mind being the funny. Because most people have more than one gear to them. You know what I mean? But whatever the gear that catches the audience's attention that makes them famous, that's the gear we're used to seeing in the man. So when you are, when you're writing for other people and you're like, oh yeah, I wanna, I wanna let me let me tell some jokes. I can be funny. Then they want to do it. Some people got it and some people don't. So you know, every situation is different. Sometimes you can convince them to do something. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you give them stuff and you write it and they fuck it up and you're like, that ain't the way I wrote it. You know what I mean? So it's like. As a stand-up, that's the hardest part for me, is because writing and television is is a group effort. You write something, the executives jump on it, the actors jump on it, and maybe by the time it gets to the camera, to the stage, what you wrote is now a combination of 15 other people's ideas. So it's not exactly what you wrote. It's a version of that that has everybody else's shit added to it. So, like, for a comedian, that makes me go, this is why I like doing stand-up, because it's straight from my mouth to your ear. There is no body else's words or spin or anything else put on it. That's the part that's same. That, that's the part that I like. So, now, you know, it, it, every situation is different. One thing I do understand, and I get that, and I understand that, but where does the, I guess, in your world, the gear shift where it turns into, okay, this is for stand-up, this is for writing, this is for something on the internet, this is for, how do you make those decisions? Uh, I think when you've been doing it long enough, you know what I mean? Like, some some stuff I can do, or like, when I, I started doing Facebook, I started doing Facebook posts in 2008 when Facebook first started. And I was doing this thing called Life with David. You go to my YouTube channel, David A. Arnold. You can go back on my YouTube channel. And you can see all of my vlogs. 
right? I used to have this toilet paper and I would roll it. At the end of it, I would do these little rants about whatever, going to church, mega churches, you know, uh, whatever my rant was. And then at the end, I would go, credits, bitches. And I would roll this little toilet paper with all this credit, with all the credits written on the toilet paper, mm -hmm. right? This became very popular very quickly in 2008. Then a friend of mine came to me and was like, you know you could do this stuff on stage too. I had never connected those two things because in my mind I was like, this is internet stuff. My stand-up is stand-up stuff. And that's the way, you know, I did. But when I realized that, oh, I could take some of this shit to the stage, it started to morph for me. And I started to realize, oh, some of this stuff I can work out on stage and some of this stuff I can shoot for social media and it'll still play. It depends on what it is. And some stuff I write that's for TV, like if I take ideas depending on what the show is depending on what the idea is, I may or may not put it in a show or I may go, I'm going to save this for my TV show my own personal TV show so I think it's, it's an as case situation but you get better and better at knowing yeah this will work on stage but this will work in social media or, or vice versa it won't work at all now one cool thing I, I, I've been doing some digging and if I'm getting yeah. too deep you can stop me but no, one thing going. I do like is that you've taken this out of your career these constructive elements and now you get a chance to kind of like put you know Pat we call it passing the ball back because for the last 11 or so years you have been yeah. teaching this master class the art of stand up comedy and you, oh, yeah. you have with it been helping some of the veterans, some of the new guys. So how oh. does it feel being the one receiving advice to now you're the one giving advice to some of the newer folks or people just who need help? Well, here's the thing. I started teaching, like I told you before, I moved here to Los Angeles and I didn't know anybody. That was 20, 24 years ago. Uh, 22 years ago I didn't know anybody and I spent a lot of time doing stuff that I probably didn't have to do had I known people to give me advice and direction but I didn't so I did what I you know could I started teaching stand-up class because I love the art and I love talking about it and I saw people who just needed some direction and some help and so I I just started I can't teach you how to be funny but I can give you the tools and the things that I've done that have helped me build a career where I make a fantastic living making people laugh, whether it be writing television, stand-up, whatever that is. So that has been the part for me that has fueled it. And the class since I started doing it, I do it on and off around my tour schedule and about around other things that I'm doing. That class has well over 300 people on its waiting list. It's called The Art of Stand-Up Comedy. If you go to davidaardo.com, you can get all the information about the class on my website. I teach the class online as well. I work with people all over the world. I'm working with people online in London and uh, I've been, Holland. I've done like literally everywhere. And it's because they say those who teach, teach because they cannot do. That has always, I'm not sure if you've ever heard that before. I have, but yeah. Yeah, and I didn't let me, I didn't, I let that not, I let that stop me for a long time. Because I always like, I would teach a class, you know what I mean? I can't teach you to be funny, but I can teach you all the, you know, but I let that stop me. And then I realized one day that it was my ego, and I said, you know, you know what? I teach because I do and I do well. And that is the reason why my class is so successful, because people 
are not, they're learning from somebody who is actively <clears throat> performing and making a living doing what I do. And now with my Netflix special dropping two weeks ago, it really solidifies me as somebody who is in a position to try to tell you some of the things that you may or may not want to do if you're trying to pursue this career. So um, I actually love it. A lot of people think they thought that I would stop when I started making money, but I haven't. I mean, it doesn't. I'm not as available as I used to be, but I do the class every time I have free time. I, my assistant is dope, and we do the class um, all the time. We had to stop one right now. I was in the middle of one, but because of this virus shutdown, you know, we, we paused the class and we're halfway through one. Celebrities, I have so many people that left that class that have done well. James Davis, who had the TV show on Comedy Central, Zaynab Johnson. Uh, what was that? Who uh, uh, Jason? I remember that. That's right. James Davis started in my class. King Batch, who's one of the biggest uh, social media stars out here right now. He came, he, he took my class. Tasha Smith, the actress. Tisha, Tisha Campbell, uh, the actress. Uh, so many people. I have a guy named James Bagley from Willing Grace that's in my class right now. Like, I've worked with so many comedians. A girl named Ambria Allen, who um, has had several TV shows. She was a writer on The Daily Show and then just got finished writing for the Oscars. Also took my class. Like, it's been so many people that have come through that I've had a chance to work with that has been dope. So, you know what, man? That's my way of giving back. And I think that's why now that I'm starting to get a little bit of light because of my Netflix special, that I'm taking it because I feel like, you know, you give back and things come to you. And that's what I feel like has happened for me. I mean, going through your career, you, you've done a, a ton of writing, yeah. acting, stand-up, yeah. producing. Now, one hat still is, I don't know if you can wear this hat, but we did a little digging. Uh -huh. Is the singing part because if correct me if I'm wrong, you are a nephew of the OJ's Eddie Levert, and does that come up or if, I hope I'm not breaking new ground or if I am? No, my my stepfather actually started the OJ's when I was a kid. I mean, well, long before me, but when I was a kid, I grew up. When him and my mom got married, he had literally just stopped singing. But he created the OJ. So I grew up, my mother was the manager for the OJs, the road manager for them, and Teddy Pendergrass. So I grew up in a musical household, and Eddie and Walt, they're like my uncles, and I grew up with Gerald LeVert, who's like my cousin, like we, it was a tight-knit family. So that was something I was around. I can hold a note, but I by no means am I a singer. I will. Get, I, I can pretend, I'm good at karaoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at karaoke I'm good but like to try to make a career try to feed people off of my voice nigga, we will all be starving in this bitch if they come to I gotta know like when he alright all right, and I'm only picking a very specific um, point in time this is around Le whatever that gap between Levert and LSG mm -hmm. Right in there. Did you just like, hey, one more time? Can I? You know, it's got to put you. <laughs> Can I? Listen, I remember wanting to sing with the group. And I was like, no, you're not. Like when the birds started doing, putting together a little group, I was like, I wonder why they ain't asked me to sing. Because you're not good. That's why they didn't ask you to sing. And I realized, no, that ain't my. That ain't, it gave what it did do was it gave me the, 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 the knowledge that I knew. 
that I wanted to entertain people. That's what it did do. Well, and growing up around them, let me know that it worked out because your lane is a little bit different than theirs, but it's still exactly. good. Exactly, and it's working out, and I can't complain. It's it's incredible, actually, and I love it, man. I just I, I love the fact that I make a great living doing what I love to do. That's the biggest. That's the biggest blessing for me because I see a lot of people going to work every day that hate what they do. They do what they got to do because they got to feed their family or, you know, eat and take care of themselves. So me, I've been blessed to be able to make a living doing what I absolutely love to do. Well, David, I, I've eaten up a lot of your uh, time, but I got one last question, mainly because, um, like, I am not a stand-up comedian i guess you could call it comedy what we do on online and the talks and the interviews or whatever right. i am broke trevor north i'm, I'm on that <laughs> um but what i want to do i know a good number of comedians do listen to my podcast so what okay. advice would you have those up and coming that's just starting out what would you want to say like general advice to them the floor is yours go ahead Okay, here's my advice to anybody who wants to pursue anything in the world of storytelling. The biggest thing that you got to know is that you got to be in search of what is your truth. There's always going to be people who don't agree with you. There's always going to be people who don't laugh. There's going to be people who may fool. And then there's going to be people who scream up and down and love exactly what you do. But you have to be in search of your voice, what is your truth. Because as a comedian... The only thing that I'm looking for is what my truth is, and I give that through to you through a comedic filter. When you first start doing stand-up, you start you spend a lot of time going, Oh my god, I hope they think I'm funny. And when you approach comedy from that perspective, they, the audience, has all the power. Because you're hoping they think you're funny. When you get to a place where you realize that the stories that you're sharing are your stories and they're funny no matter what. It don't matter what the audience think because it ain't about them. It's about me and my stories. I'm going to tell them to you. You're going to love them because I'm funny. And if you don't love them and you don't think I'm funny, then guess what? I don't give a fuck about that either. <laughs> so when you get to that place, that's when you start growing as a comedian. When you get to a place where whatever you think and whatever you say, you're not afraid to share it. That's when you start growing as a stand-up comedian. And as a, I don't care if you're doing a podcast, I don't care if you're doing a radio show, whatever you're doing, it needs to be fueled by a point of view and your perspective. Because that's what people tune into. And that's what people want to hear. So when you do that, you're going to be all right. And that's the thing for me as a stand-up. I do what I, I do me. I do what I do. I do what I think and I know it's funny. And if you love it, great. And if you don't, then shit, go watch somebody else. It ain't going to hurt my feelings, huh? I'm cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be all right. Shit working out over here. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to be fine. <laughs> but once again, man, I want to thank you. You gave me a little bit over an hour of relief from this corona time and got a chance to chill. One more time, the special is called Fat Ballerina. Thank you for calling into the podcast. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. And we thank do you, wish bro. you nothing but success. We're going to play a thank couple you, of clips of your comedy. Try not to do fat ballerinas so much. Maybe the older <laughs> stuff, because I want people to see this. 
So yes, it's very funny. You guys go check me out also on online at the David A. Arnold on Instagram. You got to put in the the and you got to put in the A. If you don't put in David A. Arnold, you put in just David Arnold, you're going to get the white dude that produces soundtracks for the movies on James Bond. That ain't me. You got to put in David A. Arnold and you'll find me across the board. My Pandora station, my YouTube channel, my website, all of it is David A. Arnold. Y'all go check it out and, you know, come follow me and, you know, get ready for this next special because I'm already, I'm already, I'm already 45 minutes into this new hour. So I'm excited. Oh, I like that. I like that. And I will make sure I put your stuff up on our social media as well. And man, Thank I, you. I can't wait for the next one and just much success and much blessings as you go forward. Just thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, my brother. Y'all be safe out here now. All right. Okay, Pete. I'm great at filling up my day. Oh, I'm the best. Jehovah Witnesses, I let them in. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you done knocked on the wrong goddamn door. Let's go. Uh-uh, I ain't got shit to do but argue with your ass. Let's go. And when I tell you, when I tell you me and the Jehovah Witness lady was getting into it, this is how I knew she was tired of it. I'm at home one day through the kitchen. My window, I see her run by the house. <laughs> I was like, oh, this bitch trying to avoid me, huh? I'm offended, right? Like, I'm in on my rights, and I got the right to be converted. You understand? Now, you tell her to get the watchtowers and the coloring books and get her ass in here. We got some arguing with her, bitch. Me and my wife, we get into it constantly about what I do. Because I don't have no traditional nine to five. You know, like if you ain't at the job upset and miserable, then you must not have no real job. You know what I'm saying? My wife, oh, she quit to go, everything's not a joke, David. Right? And I'm like, uh, all this shit in the house says it is. <laughs> Fish your woman off, let her see you resting. <laughs> Am I lying? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing pisses a woman off like a man at rest. You understand me? I don't give a damn what you did all day. You could have built an ark, you could have put out a forest fire. When she walk in the house, your ass better be in motion. You understand? <laughs> That's why when I'm at home, I keep a tool belt strapped on me at all times. As soon as she walk in, I jump up and measure anything. I'm like... Huh? No, I can't do that. I'm about to put a jacuzzi on the stove. Respect what I'm doing. Everything. Anna Grace is second grade. And we doing homework now. And, I, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you, me and my wife, we ain't good at the homework. We just ain't got no patience to see nobody through one sitting of homework. Because at any moment, one of us is gonna snap. And the other one got to come in there and relieve them like a tag team wrestling team. Before we kill this child, you understand? Because I'll be in my office working, I just hear my wife losing, Anna Grace, you need to focus! That's when I walk in the meeting like, alright, let's go, tap out, tap out. Come on, tap out. You're scaring the baby. Tap out. <laughs> then I take over like, like I'm going to be any better, right? I'm like, Anna Grace, listen. What's two plus three? She say five. I said, very good. Now, what's three plus two? She say, I don't know. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean you don't know? 
She said, well, that's different. I said, it's not different. It's the same. She said, no, it's not. I said, how's it different? She said, this is two and three. I said, yeah. She said, that's three and two. I said, yeah. She said, is that different or is that the same? I said, okay, it's different, but it's the same. She said, it's not the same. I said, Anna Grace, it's the same. My wife walked in and said, come on, let's go. Tap out. Tap out. Come on, you're scaring the baby. Tap out. Now, me and my, me and my wife in the kitchen, we arguing because I'm mad that she done tapped me out in my house. Right? I'm like, listen, woman, you don't tap me out in my house. She said you was yelling at the baby. I said, I wasn't yelling. I was talking loud. She said, talking loud and yelling is the same. I said, it's not the same. It's different. My daughter walked in and said, Daddy, it's the same. Come on. Tap out. Tap out. I'm David So there you have it. That was an interview with David A. Arnold. Please check him out on all socials, DavidAArnold.com, Twitter at David A. Arnold, and Instagram at the David A. Arnold. Um, and on Facebook, David A. Arnold Comedian. The special is called Fat Ballerina. It's on Netflix. Check it out right now. It's it's right there. It's a great way to spend this uh, time. As always, I want to say thanks again for just giving us a little bit of your time for him to come out and just kick it with us. Um, and I want to thank you guys. I know, um, you know, this time is hard and you guys are listening to podcasts. You guys are doing stuff and you guys, um, I have seen some people turning people on to me and, um, a few new faces because, you know, you get a chance to check out people. So, uh, thank you. But one thing, um, I want to do, I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to my guys because I've been listening to them too. The good folks at the Act Accordingly podcast, where a podcast can be heard. Act accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. Um we probably should do a team up every now and then. My man BK, there's if you listen to some back episodes, he's uh getting ready to go against um Bash and apparently a pickup contest with senior citizens. Look, I don't know. But that's where we are at this point unless something else happened by the time. But check them out. Act Accordingly Podcast with Bash and Z, wherever podcasts can be heard. So, that's pretty much what I got for right now. Everything um, this week, I mean, everything about this podcast can be heard right here at samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Um, also, we are on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Just Talk With Sam. Um, and on you can talk to me directly on Twitter at Sam Show Eleven. Once again, I want to thank my guest, Mr. David A. Arnold. We're gonna play one more clip of Fat Ballerina and some classic stand-up. We'll get up out of here. He's a funny dude. I really liked him, and he was just awesome for being on the show this week. So, I want to thank him one more time for just giving, giving you know, just a little bit of his time. And um, I will see you guys next week. Peace out. Let me tell you something. If your kids ain't shit, stay with me. If your kids ain't shit, you should have to suffer through your kids not being shit by yourself. You understand? Don't be inviting society out to watch your kid fail at whatever it is you forcing them to do, all right? First of all, don't set your kids up to do shit you know they're not going to be good at. First up, that little fat ballerina. You know who I'm talking about? You know who the f I'm talking about. She this tall, she 138 pounds. She ain't no dancer. She ain't got a dancer's body. It ain't gonna work out for her. You understand? She is a linebacker. You understand? 
Let's get her future started today. You hear me? I'll tell you what saved my marriage. Because it was over. I'll never forget it. Me and my wife, we was laying in bed. Not fucking. And I remember I just looked at it. I went, bitch, I can't take it no more. I got to go. I can't take it. And she looked at me and went, me too. We were so excited that we finally agreed on some shit. That we got up, got dressed to go to the lawyer's office immediately. You understand, we was driving to the lawyer's office. You would have thought we was on our way to an amusement park. Like we was headed to vacation. We talked about all the shit we gonna do when we got there. I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to ride the 25 year olds. It's gonna be great. You ever go somewhere expect one thing and some completely different shit happen? We got to our lawyer's office, we're like, yeah, me and my wife, we had enough. We wanna get the fuck out of here. Need you to split this shit up. All of this. He looked at my financial profile and went, uh, you ain't got shit to split. He's like, well, your house is underwater. You know, your credit ain't shit. She ain't worked in years. I don't know what the fuck you doing. He's like, I'm gonna be honest with you. This ain't no time for nobody to be leaving nobody. <laughs> That's when the fight broke out. Now, when we thought we could afford to get divorced, we was the best of friends. Shit was great. The moment we realized we couldn't afford to leave each other, we went in on each other. You hear me? I looked at my wife and went, you hear this, bitch? If you was working, we could get the fuck out of here today. <laughs> my wife was like, fuck you, David. If you would have became a doctor like you told me you was going to do, instead of doing this bitch-ass nursing you doing, we could leave today. I said, don't disrespect what the fuck I'm doing, Julie. I'm saving lives. She was like, nigga, bye. You putting band-aids on kids' shots. You get the fuck out of here. We fucking go out to Delora went, wait a minute. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all ain't here arguing about y'all and how this is going to affect you, but what about the people that's most important in this? What about the children? What about your kids? And I looked at him in his eye with all the understanding I could come up with. And I said, man, fuck them kids. You understand me? They teenagers. You know what that means? That means they in the fucking way. I called my family together. I said, family meeting. Let's go. Everybody, we need to talk to you. I said, listen, me and your mama are ready to get the fuck out of here. But we need y'all to get your shit together so we can get the fuck on, all right? I thought my daughter was going to be shattered. She was excited. She's like, thank God. What can I do to help? My daughter, you got to know her. She got an anger problem, right? She's been knocking out cheerleaders at the school. I guess if she can't make the cheer team, ain't nobody cheer. I guess that's, I guess that's her philosophy. I'm like, listen, you need to stop knocking these bitches out at school. Because if they expel you, you got to repeat the 10th grade. That's another year me and your mama got to do together, and we can't take this shit no more. My son said, Daddy, what you want me to do? I said, nigga, get a C. How about that? We gave up on A's and B's year ago. How about a C? How the fuck you get a D in gym, nigga? How, how you fail playing? What the fuck are you doing? I said, now, everybody focus. We can work together. We can get the fuck out of here, all right? Now, everybody in here, divorce on three. Hands in. Let's go. One, two, three, divorce. Nigga, we went to work. 
You've never seen a group of people come together and work so hard just so they could be apart. The shit was incredible. My wife got a job. I got another job at night. My daughter started selling weed and giving us the money. The shit was beautiful. We worked together so closely and so hard over the next three years that by the time we could afford to get a divorce, goddammit, we was in love again. And that's how divorce saved my marriage. I'm David Holland. Y'all be good.